0: This is the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, December 15th. It's Friday, so it means we have another activities director check-in. We're going back up north to Sabika to talk with Trojans activities director, John Lilquist. Hey, John, thanks for waking up with us this morning.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. So let's
0: dive right in, you know, we're starting to kind of get in that thick of the winter sports season, Uh, you know, obviously you're the boys basketball coach up in Sabika. how's the team looking this year?
1: Uh, Pretty good, you know, we're coming off a couple seasons where we only had, uh, you know, a couple, just a handful of upperclassmen, and now we have uh, seven seniors this year, so it's kind of nice to have a a veteran team coming back for, for the first time in a while, and uh, we're off to a 3-2 and two start. We've lost a couple of good teams. We've had some nice wins. So um, our kids are really optimistic and excited about the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, and you know, you mentioned that kind of a couple of years we're letting some of those younger kids get their time and now they're starting to kind of age and mature and, and get to that upperclassman status. What's it been like, kind of that maturation, uh, maturation process uh, with those kids?
1: well it's just a i mean you have to really approach it differently than you do your normal uh, um, seasons a lot of times is you, you know your goals are different and you're you're doing a lot more just worrying about teaching and learning and, and focusing on some of those things and not focus so much on winning and losing but you know that's not really what high school sports is about all the time uh, you know my, no matter how good your team is i I always tell them you know this is about preparing you guys for for your life you know and that's kind of the purpose of high school sports is just teaching you lessons that are going to make mm-hmm. you successful beyond high school.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, let's uh, shift gears here a little bit, talking some girls basketball. How is the, that unit shaping up?
1: Uh, they're off to a two and three start right now. We've had some uh, quality wins and, um, a couple tough losses. And, uh, but again, the girls, they can't kind of earn that same boat. I think where, uh, they're optimistic about what the rest of the year could bring them and, um, just looking forward they have a busy week next week they have uh, a couple home games on uh, Monday and Tuesday and then they head to, to Walker on Thursday so they'll have a busy week going into break but um, I think that they're really excited about uh, you know what the rest of the season could bring
0: and the UNC wrestling obviously a big deal up there uh, how is uh, how's that crew shaping up
1: well they got off to a great start in their dual meets uh, started off 4 and right away and and uh, and um they're looking, and and the nice thing about it is they've done so well, and they've they're missing some really key people right now with some injuries. So, uh, you know, a real credit to Jake Oyster and his program is the depth that they've kind of built up over the last years, where they have a lot of guys that can step up and fill in even when um, you know guys are out. Of, you know, a good example is at uh, the Wadena tournament, our our heavyweight. Um, uh, we have a heavyweight from Sabika, Kevin Daly, he had gotten beaten wrestle-offs that week, so, that week, so he wrestled as an open wrestler and he won the tournament <laughs> as, a, as an open wrestler, so um, just a, a credit to the, the coaching staff and everybody as far as you know how much uh, depth they've developed and, and, and how solid the program is through and through, and I, I think they've got a real good shot of um, possibly advancing the state tournament for their third year in a row, so uh, I know they're excited about uh, the rest of their season and looking forward to getting some guys back healthy and, and getting them back on the mat.
0: And uh, I know that Sabika doesn't have their standalone hockey program, but there are a, a couple kids that are playing over in Wadena with that group. What can you say about them?
1: Uh, well, we have Logan Krell that plays over there, and uh, so I touch base with him a lot just to see you know how things are going, and, and he's enjoying it. Uh, you know, I mean... Um, I mean I know it's always hard when you don't have the depth that you want to have but uh he still you know likes the, you know the sport and 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 likes that you know getting the chance and the opportunity to get out there as much as he does and and uh so I think he's you know um he's just ready to go.
0: And any other activities right now John at Sabika that you want to fill us in on while we got you here?
1: Uh well we're kicking off our one act play has been practicing um, a big thing for us tonight is our, our band concert is tonight, so if people want to come out to watch that, it starts at 7.30, it's also on a live stream, if you go to our school website, you can uh, click on it there and you can uh, live stream it from home, and I was sick on Monday and I did that with the choir concert and that was a really great concert and it was really nice to be able to to watch it at home and, and enjoy it there, so um, January, we'll be kicking off our, our speech practices and our, our speech schedule will be in full swing. So we've got a lot of, a lot of other activities other than sports that are, that are really gearing up now as well.
0: And, yeah, exactly. That stuff is starting to get going and starting to happen. You know, back to a little bit of the sports here, though, John, you know, as the, the winter sports are in their full swing, everybody's kind of gotten into that routine. What's it been like, you know, at the Sabika gym? And just how fun is it for you to kind of get into that winter sports routine?
1: Um, you know, it's been really, as I said, the one thing that's really been enjoyable for us is just having our new facility. Um, you know, we got it during COVID, so you really didn't get a chance to truly enjoy it at that point. You know, just with all the things going on, so it's been really nice. Like last night, we hosted uh, Henning uh, boys and girls in a double header, and you know, like everything seemed like it went off seamlessly. Um, just with the the two, you know varsity caliber gyms and uh being able to to accommodate five games in in one night like that and uh we were out of there by nine o'clock and we started at you know 4 15 so um it, you know it's just it's just real fun getting things going and having the facilities that we have now to be able to to um ha- host a lot of different things and and uh you know have practices done earlier and everything it's just it's just been a, a real great great deal to have
0: Sabika Activities Director John Lilquist joining us on the morning sports desk. Hey, John, thanks for giving us the time and to fill us in on Trojans Athletics and Activities. We appreciate you coming on, and we'll uh, look forward to talking with you later in the spring.
1: Yeah, well, thanks a lot for having me.
0: John Lilquist, Sabika Activities Director on the Morning Sports Desk. We appreciate his time. And, you know, it's fun to get to talk with some of these Activities Directors as everything goes on. And as we kind of get through the winter sports season now, we talked with everybody, kind of made our way through the list for the fall sports season. If you remember, John was actually the first interview we had doing our Activities Director check-ins in the fall, so it's uh, kind of fun to get to swing back around and now get to talk about some of those winter sports as well. So shifting over to our broadcast schedule tonight, we speaking of Park Region Conference basketball, we still have a whole host of stuff going on, including right here on KWAD, Bertha Hewitt at Wadena Deer Creek, Park Region Conference Boys Basketball, 715 pregame, 730 tip off right here on 101.7 and AM 920 KWAD over on the Superstation K106 105.9 FM streaming online at WadenaRadio.com and on the Superstation K106 app. seven fifteen pregame, seven thirty tip-off for Verndale at Pillager Boys Basketball. Corey Tackman will be on the call for that one. I'll have the game here in Wadena tonight. Should be a couple good matchups in Park Region Conference Boys Basketball that we look forward to talking about today. Of course, Wadena Deer Creek uh, having their season go off, getting a couple wins in conference play to kind of pick things up, and Bertha Hewitt getting two wins already this week, one Park Region Conference win in Monaga and then winning up in Laporte last night. So a couple teams feel like they're kind of hitting their strides in the early weeks. That game should be pretty fun uh, to talk about here uh, tonight. So I look forward to being on the call for that one and uh, making fun of my brother on the air as he plays. That, uh, he's looking forward to that too, I can guarantee it. all right well looking into some state sports man those minnesota timberwolves they just keep winning anthony edwards came back into the lineup yesterday a little sluggish at times but overall in the end uh really i got nothing else to say but uh you know this anthony edwards Wolves back. I don't know what to tell you. The Timberwolves are the only team in the NBA this season to not lose consecutive games. So every time the Wolves have lost this season, they've immediately bounced back with a win. And again, if we talk about the struggles of last season, it was playing down to competition and getting into these trap games. I thought against the better teams in the NBA, the Timberwolves typically showed up. But it was against kind of those teams where I felt like, yeah, we can take a night off or we don't need to take them that seriously. They get punched in the mouth and they get tensed up and, and whatever. This year's team just doesn't have that problem for whatever reason. And the other thing that they do so well is... They just smother you on defense. I mean, this is... I've I've said it before, and me and Corey have talked about this before. When Tim Conley traded for Rudy Gobert, we all hesitated. And we're all like, is it worth it? Is it worth it for a guy who's a net zero on offense? And, I mean, is the defense that worth it? Turns out, yes, the defense is that worth it. Rudy Gobert is going to be Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Guys like Nas Reed had a good game. Cat had a good game. Uh... Jaden McDaniels doing Jaden McDaniels things. Luka Doncic got his. He got 39 points. But the Timberwolves, in the first three minutes of the game, were down 17-2. to Now, in the NBA, a 15-point lead early doesn't really mean anything. But the fact that they gave up 17 points in the first few minutes, you thought, okay, well, the Wolves are going to have to score if they want to win. Now, they locked it down, especially in the second half. They smothered the Mavericks and a a good offense. The Mavericks' offense fourth best in the NBA and the Timberwolves held them to barely over a hundred points. And me and Corey talk about this all the time on the sports desk. The one thing that every good team needs to have, if you want to be a serious contender in the postseason, you got to be able to play defense. That's true in the NBA. It's true in the NFL. It's true in baseball. It's true in like almost any sport, but in the NBA, especially for the Wolves, they have one of the best, if not the best defenses in the NBA, partially thanks to the rim protection underneath of Rudy Gobert. Also, you have Ant, who's great in on-ball defense. Jaden McDaniels, an all-around great defender. Like, There's so many things that this Wolves team does well, and for them to come around and do that, I didn't watch the game yesterday. I kind of saw some highlights, saw some people talking about it on Twitter, but overall, Just another solid win for the Timberwolves, and they move on, uh, and we talked about that tough six-game stretch. They're two games in right now, and they are currently one-and-one. Me and Corey said yesterday on the Sports Desk, if you want to go back and listen to that conversation where we talk about the Wolves, go to WadenaRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. But we talked about that, uh, of how the six-game stretch can the Timberwolves go 3-3? Three and three? Can they just split their games against some of the top teams and then go back to cleaning up some of the bottom feeder competition? Well, tomorrow the Wolves are going to host Indiana at the Target Center. Then on Monday, they go down to Miami to play Jimmy Butler in the Heat. Then they on Wednesday, they go to Philadelphia to take on the Sixers. Next Thursday, they host the Lakers. And a week from Saturday, on December 23rd, they play Sacramento. So there's some tough stretches here, some tough teams, and especially this Western Conference wins you want to get. But overall, uh, just a a good game for the Wolves, Uh, Anthony Edwards. Ah, I love it when people say Wolves back. Got to get a Nas Reid hotkey, I think, at some point. Anyway, Minnesota Vikings are getting ready tomorrow to play the Cincinnati Bengals. Nick Mullins, of course, the starting quarterback. Me and Corey talked about that earlier in the week. If you want to hear those conversations, again, go back and listen to those on demand. But he's going to get Justin Jefferson back, which is good. We need Justin Jefferson to be able to do Justin Jefferson things. However, the supporting cast around him might look a little... uh, might look a little tough. So the Vikings released their injury report and kind of talked about uh, talked about some things for the game. So Alexander Madison, the team's starting running back, is out. So it's going to be Ty Chandler, Ty Chandler, little C.J. Ham, and Ty Chandler again. Um, Jalen Naylor is out, uh, backup wide receiver, and also Brian O'Neill, the starting right tackle. So you're out. One of your starting offensive linemen. You're out. Your starting running back. And one of your backup offensive linemen, Chris Reed, is questionable. Jefferson is questionable as well, although he's expected to play. But again, Nick Mullins is not like Dobbs. He doesn't scramble. He's going to need that pocket protection. Without one of your best offensive linemen, how are things going to hold up? That Bengal defense isn't a joke, and Cincinnati's playing pretty hard. They still technically have a playoff spot after winning two games in a row when their season looked dead in the water. So, again... It's not an automatic win for the Vikings who are playing on Saturday. It's a noon kickoff, 11 a.m. pregame on the Superstation K106 105.9 FM. So, the Saturday thing is going to throw me off a little bit, but you know, what? it's a big win for the Vi- it's a big win opportunity for the Vikings. They're going to have to earn it, but it's there if they want it. <coughs> this has been the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, December 15th.